afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. We've got a wonderful show in store for you with an amazing guest who I will introduce shortly. But before I get to my quotes of the day, I just want to let you know, for those who might be viewing us on the Facebook live stream and seeing how the walls behind me are getting a little bit bare, yes, we are moving the studio. This is our last week here on 72nd Street. Starting next week, we're going to be in our new home. Uh, We're moving over the weekend and and, uh, getting uh, ready for this big move uh, on 76th Street. So not very far away, but it's still a big move. We've been here for eight years, ever since we took over the station from Giorgio Repetti, who who had been here before us uh, six years. So um, and Talking Alternative has been around, it was a couple of years before I took it over in 2010. So our, our station has been here basically about 10 years. So uh, we've really uh, been here for quite a while. So it's a time for a change. And, and uh, you'll see our new digs next week. All right, let's get started with the show with our quotes from the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us for this Thursday. Sometimes having more fun and being happier comes for looking for each in crazy new places instead of waiting for them to come from where you found them before or where others are now finding them. And I do mean crazy, not just from the old standbys of travel, adventure, and romance, but from stretching, reaching, and growing, accepting new responsibilities for your happiness, totally accepting others, and grasping even higher ideals, philosophically taking you to places few have dared to go. Red hot smoke and love the universe. Ah, We love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe, reminding us that, you know, sometimes those things that we're looking for, we have a tendency to look for them in the same places over and over again. You know, we look for having fun with the same couple of friends. We look for, you know, having something outrageous happen always when we're uh, with someone, uh, or, or in a certain situation. And, and, and what the universe is trying to remind us here is sometimes when we look for those things in different places, in new places, in places that we haven't necessarily looked for before, that we can often find, you know, new ways of stretching and reaching and, and, and expanding ourselves And it's very, very easy to get complacent. It's very easy to just go with our old standbys. But we don't have to. We can be different. We can look for fun in all the new places. So a great quote from the universe to remind us to let's uh, try something different, right? What is it they always say? That all the things we want that we don't have are just outside our comfort zone. Okay, let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. If you've got somebody's aspects in your experience that you don't like, there's only one reason they're there. You keep evoking them with your attention to them. Without knowing about the law of attraction you have through your old habit of observation, achieved vibrational harmony with the parts of them that you do not like. And you keep summoning those parts from them by your constant vibrational offering of them. Abraham. Now, this is a very interesting quote. Um, And this is one about how the law of attraction works in the ways that we don't often expect. In that sometimes the law of attraction brings to us the things we don't actually want. And in this example, what Abraham is saying is... If you have a coworker, if you have a relative, if you have an eccentric uncle who drives you nuts all the times, if if you have some coworker, a coworker and she just is it always hits the wrong nerve with you, that aspect of them keeps showing up over and over and over again 
because of your attention to that aspect. Because by putting our focus on that thing that annoys us, that that pebble in our shoe, by putting our attention to it, we're actually evoking it from the person. Our energy is lining up with that aspect of that person. So, of course, it's just going to keep showing up more and more and more. So what is the answer to that? It's putting your focus on what you want, not what you do want. See, because here's the thing. From Abraham's point of view, the law of attraction is always working. And it's always working based on where our focus and our attention is being put. So as long as we're putting our attention towards something and the universe does not care and does not recognize whether it is something we want or something we don't want, but as long as we're putting our attention there, we're putting our energy there. We're evoking it. It's showing up more and more in our life. So if there's something showing up in your life that really annoys you and bugs you and just drives you crazy and you can't stand it and you don't want it anymore, great. Now you know what to do. Stop putting your attention there. Ignore it. But not only ignore it, because you can't not look at the pink, giraffe, the pink elephant in the room. But what you can do is focus on the white giraffe on the other side of the room. And that's what Abraham is telling us to do. To not focus on the things that do not evoke a, a happy, joyful, wonderful place inside of us. But to focus our attention away from those things that drive us nuts. Focus on the things you do want. Don't focus on the things you don't want. A basic concept, but one that we often forget. You guys, I know you know this. You, you, my regular listeners on the Facebook Live, on talkradio.nyc, you get this stuff. We talk about it every week. Just a little reminder. Just a little reminder of what are you focusing on this week that is not empowering, inspiring, and uplifting you? And how can we switch our attention away from that to something that does empower, uplift, and inspire you? So... Two wonderful quotes from the universe and from Abraham, and I think rather apropos for our amazing guest we have on the phone today with us, um, Steve Ulsher, who is known as the world's foremost reinvention expert, famous for helping individuals and corporations become exceptionally clear on their what, that is, the one thing they were created to do, his practice practical no-holds-barred approach to life and business propels his clients towards achieving massive profitability while also cultivating a life of purpose, conviction, and contribution. A 25-plus year entrepreneur, Steve is the chairman and founder of Liquor.com, an online pioneer who launched on CompuServe's electronic mall back in 1993 when nobody knew what the internet was. New York Times best-selling author of What is Your What? Discover the One Amazing Thing You Were Born to Do, author of the Business Technology Book of the Year, Internet Profits, the world's leading experts reveal how to profit online, and the creator of the New Media Summit, host of the number one radio talk show podcast, Reinvention Radio, international keynote speaker, an in-demand media guest who's appeared on CNN, the Huffington Post, and the cover of Founder Magazine, as well as countless other media outlets. Steve, it is an honor, a pleasure, and a joy to welcome you to the Conscious Consultant Hour. Hey, man. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um so so you've really you've been an entrepreneur like myself for over 25 years what what drove you to take that path of entrepreneurship as opposed to going out and just getting a job at a corporation or working for somebody else yeah you know it's one of those things man where i just think it's in dna you know i just <laughs> I think some of us are wired differently than others and I'm just 
I guess I'm just not very good at being told what to do. Um, <laughs> not good at taking direction. Probably <laughs> what it boils down to, and I'm too stubborn, I think. Probably, uh, you know, I mean, it's worked for me, and I think it's probably, uh, you know, worked to my detriment as well. But, um, you know, when I'm when I have a vision on how I think something can work if someone is not aligned with that vision, um, let's just say I'm not the, uh, the best on compromise. And, uh, so it's just, it's led me down this path of doing what I believe is the right thing to do, you know, in, in a particular circumstance or pursuing a particular opportunity. And, you know, uh, it's, it's, I don't think there's anything I can do about it. You know, it's just <laughs> one of those things where, I guess I could ignore the way that I'm wired, but and that's not, I mean, it's going to be an effort in futility, right? I mean, it's right. not going to get anywhere good. Right. That's like pushing against the wall, right? It's, it, it, it's not going to move very far. Yeah. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. So the, the, and we only have a couple of minutes before our first break, but you, you have this concept, you have this belief that there's, you know, this one thing that that we're created to do like we, like we have this purpose in life what sort of brought you to that insight that realization was it something that developed over time that over over like reflecting upon your life or, or was there like a particular incident or moment or something that just really sparked this idea for you well it's it's really been a lifelong question in terms of why am I here and how am I naturally wired to excel? Mm. So um, this has just been a, an ongoing conversation. It's been an ongoing struggle. And, and that's really what led me to creating the, the what is your what framework because it was really what I needed. Uh. And, I, and I think in author land, they say, you know, you write the book that you most need. Right. And that's where it was for me, you know, just going through what colors your parachute and Myers-Briggs and all those types of modalities and right. all of them leaving me, you know, really with more questions than answers. This is, it's really the impetus for why I started down the path of trying to create a framework that, that actually worked. Mm, mm, wonderful. Wonderful. Okay, cool. Well, I got tons of questions for you running around inside my head. Um, we're going to take a quick break. Before we go to break, a quick shout out to our Facebook Live viewers, Amy, Alex, Jane, Lisa. Great to see you all. Just to remind people, uh, we, st we do have a call-in number if you wish to call in and ask questions of Steve, 877-480-4120. Or feel free to type your questions or comments into the Facebook Live stream, and I'll read them out and, and ask Steve as well. So when we come back, let's talk a little bit about what um, maybe prevents somebody from finding that what and, and how, how people do find the what. Okay, Steve? Sounds really good. Awesome. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Our guest this hour is Steve Ulsher, author of the book, What is Your What? And we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Who do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow, Follow Me Friday, Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're, We're your digital, digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! <laughs> <laughs> Talking Alternative Radio. 
24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking this hour with Steve Ulsher, uh, author of the book, What is Your What? and Internet Profits. Um, so, Steve, you, you have this idea like, like we're, we're, uh, there's usually one thing that's stopping us from really living a life of purpose, happiness, fulfillment. Um, what, what is that thing? Well, it really does boil down to being able to discover what your what is. Mm. I mean, it's when, when you're unclear on what that is, it's, you know, kind of feels like, uh, you know, Chris Rock was once quoted as saying, you know, life ain't short, life is long, you know, and, and that's, mm. Mm, that can be the truth, right? If you're, right. If you're not sufficiently fired up to jump out of bed every day and, you know, do what it is that you're, here to do and and i think most people just based on my experience most people just don't have that clarity and it really doesn't take more than than just that one thing and Mm. i mean you can look at athletes and musicians and you know those sort of folks and and see that you know they've really built their lives uh around one particular thing even you know business people right like like an elon musk you know i mean he may not be an actor or a musician or, you know, someone of that nature. But, you know, clearly his, you know, what puts fire on his soul is, is creating businesses, just, you know, businesses that disrupt uh, and dismantle the status quo. Yeah. So it it doesn't have to be anything crazy or groundbreaking or anything of that nature. Uh, I mean, it can be fitness, it can be massage, it can be whatever. Um, But I, I do think that we each need that one thing, uh, and once we're clear on what that is, and we put our minds and efforts and, and resources, you know, behind that, uh, that that is truly where the magic starts to happen. Do you think somebody um, has just one what for their whole life, or is it just at one particular time they have one what, and five, ten years later they could have a different what? So, just for. I don't want there to be too much confusion around this, but let me just say that sure. the, the, the what is your what framework is really comprised of three specific pieces. One uh, piece is having clarity around what your core gift is. And uh-huh. so that core gift could be something like communicating or healing or teaching or enrolling or protecting or entertaining or something of that nature. Um, so you do have the core gift. The second piece of the puzzle is the vehicle. And that would be the primary vehicle that you use to share that gift. And then the third piece are the people that you're most compelled to serve. And so it's the combination of the gift, the vehicle, and the people that make up the what is your what framework. And it's a very long answer to your question uh, where what I believe uh, is that your gift uh, absolutely is well, it's in your DNA, right? I mean, it's going to be a part of you for your entire life. The vehicle that you use to share that gift and the people that you're most compelled to serve, those are more organic. Those are more fluid. Those can change over time. Hmm. Right, right, right. Um I forget who it was, but I remember seeing a video of, of somebody who was, who was very successful, and, and he made the point, I'm curious your take on this, that you should not do what you're passionate about, you should not focus on that, but you should focus what you're good on. Do you think that those are, are usually the same thing, or usually two different things, or do you disagree with that yeah. quote altogether? Well, you know, I think that there's been for lack of a better term here, kind of a disservice to the general public around that whole notion of you can do what you love and the money will follow. 
Right. And and it's just not that simple. Um, you know, you can look at people who, let's just say, for instance, that you're a gardener and you're, mm-hmm. you're really good at growing tomatoes in your backyard and, you know, you get these crops and you pass them out to all your friends and everybody thinks, you know, geez, you, you grow the best tomatoes. These are amazing. But it doesn't mean you should be a farmer. Right. You know, it's like right. you can be passionate about growing tomatoes in the backyard, but it doesn't mean that you should try to mm, turn that into a commercial enterprise. So sometimes, sometimes they do mesh. I mean, sometimes you can have a passion that you can make money at, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's a whole different ball of wax. I mean, being a, a business person and creating a, an organization, a company, an enterprise around anything, you know, whether you're passionate about it or not, is just a, a, that's a whole different game. Right. So, I mean, I think you do need to be passionate about what it is that you make money at, for sure, especially if you're looking to start your own business. But, you know, there's, there's a million different ways that this has been um, discussed over the years. And one of the Venn diagrams that, uh, that I use uh, during some of my presentations is uh, finding that sweet spot, sort of that overlapping uh, part of the concentric circles there where doing what you love doing and doing what you're good at overlaps with something that you can actually make money doing. So I do think that if you can find something that meets all three criteria, find, you know, being something that you love doing, something that you're good at, uh, and you can actually make money doing it, then then you got a winner. Right, right. And, you know, as much as I love to promote entrepreneurship, and I think you do too, not everybody's built to be an entrepreneur, are they? And that you can be really good at something. It doesn't mean you have to have your own business, though personally I love to when I meet people and they're passionate and they, they, they start their own business. But it, it's not necessarily in everybody's DNA, is it? Well, it's not. And, you know, we, we don't have to look we don't have to look that far to find numerous examples of people who, you know, were like, look at all these cupcake shops, you know, you have these bakers, right? <laughs> yeah. you know, people who just love bacon and they open these cupcake shops thinking that they can sell, you know, $10 cupcakes. And, you know, when you can go down to the Vons or the Jewel or wherever you are in the, the world there and get a, you know, a pack of 10 cupcakes for 10 bucks, you know, as opposed to buying one from you for 10 bucks, it's, you know, there's there's economics behind this as well that you have to take into consideration. So, right, right. yeah, unfortunately, um, you got to be you got to be realistic, <laughs> and and sometimes passion and reality and being realistic don't go hand in hand. <laughs> right, right, right. Though, though sometimes people like yourself who are very stubborn um, can push past that that quote unquote reality to actually create something that uh, does eventually catch on you know somebody they, they say that you know the 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 public often doesn't really know what it wants until you have it and you give it to them and they're like oh wow this is great like who knew they wanted a, a, a smartphone before smartphones were invented yeah so it does take some so I'm, I'm curious i want to talk a little bit about your 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 the reinvention side of what you do your your show and podcast is called reinvention radio it's something you focus a lot on why reinvention well you know reinvention has been i mean it's really been a big part of my life i'm kind of the poster child for reinvention um mm-hmm. it's just it's been something that i have continually done uh and when I say reinvention, I, I mean mostly from a career perspective, you know, right. so I just want to make sure we're, we're clear on that. And, you know, I'm, again, right. from a DNA perspective, from a personal perspective, I, again, I think I'm just kind of naturally wired to excel in, in pretty specific ways. But from a, you know, from a business perspective, I mean, I've, I've done it all from nightclubs and dot coms to real estate and oh. um, I mean, you name it, I've done it, right? So. Right. It's uh, it's really just reflects kind of who I am and what I've done in my life. Wow, wow, yeah. I mean, uh, real estate, nightclubs. Well, no, that's kind of related, but but to dot com stuff that that is pretty different. What 
lesson like what was in terms of reinventing yourself what was sort of the struggle that that you came through by by reinventing yourself so many times that you've really gained the most from the experience well you know i'm I'm not going to sit here and say that one experience didn't have significantly more impact than any other. I mean, I think that all the things that we experience lead us to a place of higher value, as uh, you know, Dr. Wayne Dyer would say, right? Everything that mm-hmm. happens to us uh, in our lives happens, you know, for a reason. It does lead us to a place of higher value. So um, I do think that there's something to be said for for that. And whether it was a nightclub or the you know, with the real estate and, you know, look, I mean, I've, you know, I've made and lost millions and millions of dollars over the years, you know, and kept a lot of money as well over the years, right? So it's not all for not. But I will say, you know, sorry, as I just got to move my car here for a second, it's the uh, realities of, uh, of my radio, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you know, it's, just one of those things where over time i've just i've had to uh, i've had to do what i've had to do to to make ends meet and to to get to where i needed to get to with with my businesses and and sometimes i've had to cut the rope when things look decent and i've had to uh you know put money in when money was not to be found i mean it just it really just depends on the circumstances all right uh, life's a journey uh, so, Steve, how about this? Let, let's take it's time for us to take a break soon. So let's why don't we take a break now. And when we come back, uh, I'd like to maybe if we can give people a, a specific example, maybe a story of 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 one reinvention that you went through and 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 uh, where that, uh, you know, what you learned from one particular thing and then how you applied that lesson afterwards. And then let's get into the new media. OK, sounds good. Awesome. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth Tripp, your host of Nourish the Soul. Join me to uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to living a healthy life. Join us every Wednesday at my new time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking with Steve Olsher, author of the book, What Is Your What? and a reinvention expert. So, Steve, I'm just wondering, just to to help to give a framework or just an example to our listeners, if maybe you can um, talk about maybe one specific time uh, when you reinvented yourself and sort of what that was like and what was the real lesson for you in that in that particular instant? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest reinvention that I've had to go through in my life is uh, when, when 
it was about two, it was about 1999, somewhere right in there. And I had been doing real estate development uh, for about 10, 11 years or so at that point and had built up a pretty good portfolio of product. I mean, we uh, had over $50 million in, uh, in our portfolio and uh, I mean, just was cruising right along there. And, you know, it was it was good for, for me. It was good for those closest to me. Uh, but really, I wasn't having impact on, on, on very many people outside of that very close circle. And um, unfortunately, uh, around that time, uh, 2010, somewhere right in there, my, uh, my stepfather had started to, uh, his health started to uh, deteriorate. And you know, he was very much a father to me, he raised me since I was 10. And, uh, and, we, were, and we were pretty close. And uh, in his final days of life, I was actually sitting with him uh, bedside. And as I was holding his hand, uh, I actually had a vision of my funeral, not of his funeral, but actually of mine. And I think he was trying to communicate, you know, through that point of touch, because as I was, uh, again, it was my funeral and I was, I was literally in the, in the casket being lowered into the earth and I could you know, kind of see what was going on through the, the cracks of light were coming in there. And I just kind of get a sense of who was there and what was going on. And I could hear what was being said and, you know, basically, as I was being lowered into the earth, uh, the words were, uh, I'll paraphrase here, but basically, here lies Steve Olsher. He dedicated his life to chasing the almighty dollar, and that's all that was said. And, you know, and it hit me really hard, uh, because, again, I do think that um, my stepfather was kind of showing me my inevitable fate, uh, unless I changed course. And so... Um, that was the wake-up call. I mean, that was that was that moment where I had to just simply say, "Look, I can continue down this path of doing what uh, is good for me and those closest to me, but really no one else, or uh, I can try to change gears." And and that's where that's where I began moving in this direction of starting to share some of the tips and tools and strategies and shortcuts that had worked well for me in my life in the hope of, of helping others. And, and that was the, the, the major reinvention that led me towards uh, beginning this process uh, of writing and speaking and helping people discover their what. And, you know, that's, uh, it's one of the most difficult reinventions that I've ever done because, you know, reality is I, I had to start literally from ground zero. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, zero subscribers, zero listeners. I mean, right, the whole nine. So, right. It, um, yeah, it's just it's been a very interesting journey, but that's certainly the most major reinvention uh, that I've had to uh, undergo ever. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, uh, now I know that, that we have a lot more in common than I realized because before I started doing what I'm doing now, I was in real estate here in New York City. Probably not as successful as you, but I, I lost my shirt in a, in a development project when the, the market turned, and that put me on the path towards becoming a, a healer and, and a speaker and and sort of you know starting uh, taking over this business taking over the wellness center and and the radio station and and starting to kind of work more towards you know sharing stuff that will help to raise people's consciousness and and uh, it was interesting because you know years after i'd taken this over and started doing this i had a show uh, called Dudes of Disruption, these three guys who were coaches. And one of, on one of the shows, they talked about knowing your higher purpose. And, and I'd never quite heard it stated that way before, but the instant they said it, I knew it. It's like, okay, my higher purpose is to help with raising people's consciousness and the old unfoldment of consciousness on the planet. And then all the things I had been doing since I got out of real estate started to make sense to me and that they all kind of were in alignment in some way with that purpose. So 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think uh, we have a little bit more in common than than I thought. Yeah. Um, so you're, uh, and then you you wrote this book about the internet, and and you've actually and, and new media. It's so funny to hear uh, new media. Sp- spoken about today because I remember back in the early dot-com days when people were talking about new media, and I think it had a, a little bit different connotation to it then. What is it about, what's your definition of new media, and, and why are you so drawn to it these days? Yeah, so, and you're right, there's definitely lots of, uh, you know, different uh, definitions of what it means and so on. For me, um New media is really all about uh, what I might call the the pull media, right? Mm. In terms of, if you think of traditional media like broadcast media and newspapers and so on as push media, even email marketing really, where you just kind of push out those messages like on ABC, you could be flipping through the channels, you land on ABC and you see Dancing with the Stars. I mean, you could watch that show, but you didn't ask for that show to be on, right? I mean, it's just there. Right. Versus pull media, which is like Netflix or Hulu or podcasts or, um, you know, any of the uh, new media where the consumer decides what to consume on what device and when, and they have the power, they have the control of what they're going to be doing in terms of the consumption of their entertainment or information or education, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. So it's sort of uh, 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 taking the um, the power away from sort of one centralized, like, large uh, corporation or, or, or organization, and now it's, it's sort of decentralizing it and, and putting the power out to uh, the public and to people to kind of make the choice for themselves. This is what I'm interested in. I'm not interested in that so that they can sort of make up their own channel, so to speak. You know, they can go on to Netflix and if they want to only watch, you know, the romantic comedy movies or science fiction movies or documentaries, you know, whatever happens to appeal to them. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's the beautiful thing about, for instance, like podcasts, mm-hmm. and that's why I've been all in on podcasting now for, for quite some time, you know, for that exact reason, which is, you know, unlike email marketing as an example, where, you know, if you're lucky, depending on the size of your list, you might hit double digits, you know, in terms of, uh, in terms of opens, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then, of course, click-through rates, I mean, if you get to... If you get to a one percent click-through rate, you're doing you're doing pretty good. Yeah, and you compare that to podcasts, where, as an example, you know, with with podcasting, if you if you think about it, I mean, no one's forcing that person to listen to the show, right? <laughs> no one's forcing them to to download that episode. So when you come right down to it, it's kind of like the equivalent of a 100% open rate. And even more specifically, kind of like uh, the, yeah. the equivalent of a 100% click-through rate, right? Because basically anyone who is listening to that show is raising their hand to say, I want it. And so that to me is, I mean, that's incredibly powerful. Yeah. Well, I have a couple of interns here in studio uh, do, uh, doing some summaries in social media. I'm kind of forcing them to listen to the show, but I think they're enjoying it. You guys enjoying it? Yeah, they're enjoying it. I'm getting a <laughs> thumbs up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so how long have you been doing podcasting now? I did my first podcast in 2009. Ah, okay. And I've been doing it pretty much all in for the last three years. As a matter of fact, I do an event called the New Media Summit, right. uh, and it's, it's a pretty unique event because we bring in 40 top podcasters and we give 150 attendees the opportunity to learn directly from them, but we also set aside uh, dedicated time for the attendees to pitch the podcasters on who they are and what they do and literally get booked on the spot. So people who come to that event leave with bookings in hand. Oh, very cool, very cool. And wh- where does that event take place? Uh, well, we move it around. So uh, the last one took place in San Diego. The next one is in Austin. Um, 
and the one after that is uh, is going to be in Florida. So, you know, we do we do move it around. Cool, cool. So I'm going to ask you just to give out the URL for that now, but I'll ask you again at the end of the show. Uh, what's the URL for the for the event? So for the New Media Summit, it's newmediasummit.net. Okay, newmediasummit.net. We'll make sure we'll include that link in the post when we put this podcast up. Um, so, and how long ago did you start the, the event? Uh, so we did our first event in 2017. So just uh, just uh, oh, last year we did our first so one. Uh, we've been doing a couple of them uh since then, and we got three on the docket for 2019, another one in September. So, I mean, we're, uh, we're kind of all in on this event as well. Cool, cool. So I'm curious because you're, you're such a sort of an Internet, new media kind of guy, but it seems like doing an event and actually bringing people together face-to-face in real life is kind of an old way of doing things. Why create an event around this and actually bring people together? Well... You know, I think that we, well, I know that we are in this mode right now of of just burying ourselves behind the screen and burying ourselves behind the keyboard. And um, human connection is really more important than it's ever been. And so for me, this is really an opportunity to develop real relationships with icons of influence who have these powerful platforms and connect them with uh, aspiring coaches and authors and speakers and holistic practitioners who really just are tired of being the world's best kept secret. I want to reach yeah. the masses with their mission and message. So, yep. and you know, look, I'm a people person. You know, I, like I said, I was in the nightclub business. I DJed for a number of years. So oh, cool. uh, I, I like the in-person environment and this is a nice combination of all the things that I love. Right. Cool. Cool. Wonderful. Wonderful. I love it. I love it. All right. Um, believe it or not, it's time for us to take our last break of the show. When we come back, maybe you can give some advice uh, to people out there, you know, entrepreneurs who are listening about, you know, why should they do a podcast and maybe some tips about how to do podcasting right. How does that sound? That sounds great. Awesome, Steve. Wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth Tripp, your host of Nourish the Soul. Join me to uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to living a healthy life. Join us every Wednesday at my new time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Steve Olsher, author of the book, What Is Your What? What? And uh, um, host of the uh, uh, internet radio show, podcast, Reinvention Radio. So, Steve, 
if I have some listeners, and I know I got some listeners out there who are around the world because we're online, and and they may be entrepreneurs or solopreneurs or people, and and they haven't quite dipped their toe into the podcast world yet. What what would you say to them about why they should give it a try, and 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 why should they even consider podcasting these days? Well, you know, look, the reality is that the podcasting, I mean, it, the medium itself is just going to continue to grow. And if you're in business, eh, I can't imagine you putting your head in the sand on this one. I mean, <laughs> as you look at Wi-Fi being a standard accessory and more than 250 million cars rolling off the assembly line with what's going on with the autonomous vehicles, with Apple CarPlay and Google CarPlay basically appearing on every dashboard, uh, which, which means that accessing podcasts on your, in your car is going to be just as simple as it is for AM and FM satellite. Hmm. Uh, and even to that end with podcast listenership exceeding satellite radio listenership for the first time ever last quarter. Oh, wow. uh, again, you just, you just can't put your head in the sand on this. And when you, when you think about generating highly targeted leads in a cost-efficient and time-effective manner, there, there's just no better medium on the planet for doing that, especially if you have a show that caters to a specific niche. I mean, like the right. people who are listening to this show are interested uh, in your topic of influence. I mean, they're, they're interested in what, you know, they're, they're not, this is not everybody's cup of tea, right? right? Right. The people that are tuning in are already raising their hands to say, I'm an ideal prospect. So just by the nature of the medium and the fact that the people who listen to shows are choosing to listen to those shows, you can imagine that the segue into getting folks to opt in, to receive something, related to, well, whatever it is that you're talking about in that moment, and then potentially enrolling in your product programs or services down the line is very, very high. Hmm. Because, again, they're already raising their hand to say, I'm interested. So right. I just, there, there's no better medium right now, and it's the only medium that I know of that you can multitask and, uh, and still take advantage of. In other words, from a listener standpoint, you can listen to a podcast and still do other things. You can't do that with a blog. You can't do that with a video. Right, right, exactly, exactly. A video, because it's both auditory and visual, it demands your full attention, so you really can't be doing anything else. But if you're just listening to a podcast, you can be typing up a report. You can be you know, working on a spreadsheet. You can be doing all kinds of other things while you're listening to what the person is saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know... I will say this, which is you can you can try to replicate what we're able to do with podcasts through Facebook, like Facebook Live and Facebook ads and email marketing and you know YouTube marketing and Google AdWords and so on. But I know for a fact that if you're going to try to get you know a thousand people on your email list, as an example, you're going to spend a pretty penny trying to do that through Facebook as an example or through Google AdWords or YouTube ads, et cetera. I mean, you're going to spend anywhere between right. 3 and $4 a subscriber on average wow. to get them onto your list, uh, you know, through those uh, channels. Whereas with podcasting, uh, the average lead that we found runs, you know, less than 10 cents. I mean, there's just no comparison. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. What are one of the sort of common mistakes that you see other podcasters doing these days? What are people sort of not doing right with their podcast? Yeah, I mean, look, there's. I'm not going to sit here and say that there's a right way or a wrong way necessarily to podcast, but okay. I will say that um, certain things just don't translate. And like as an example, and I know you're doing this as a Facebook Live, but even, you know, that as an example, I don't think it works really well um, because it's difficult to, unless you have somebody in studio as an example. I mean, if you have somebody in studio and you do a Facebook Live or you do it also as a, as a video option, if you will, right. um, then it can work. Like if you're doing it on Zoom or, or Skype or something, and people can see both people, 
right. then it can work. But I, I do I do believe that there's a lot of folks out there um, who are trying to mix media and use podcasts as a one-size-fits-all type media, or, and it just doesn't necessarily translate. So that's that's one of the mistakes that I would say people are making. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Well, I, I, I guess guess I'll have to I'll have to pull my Facebook Live listeners and see what they think. Though you know, we here because we do stuff in studio, we often do get our guests in studio, so we do have two people yeah. on the video. But but some, they do see you, right? But they they always see yeah. me. They can see you, but they just can't see me. So it's, right. it's a little bit. It's just I'm not, I'm not saying it's imperfect. But I'm saying it's it's not completely ideal, but it still can work. It's better. I'll put it to you this way: mm-hmm. it's better for you to do it than not to do it. If ah. this is if you're finding that this resonates with with your audience, but doesn't right. necessarily translate or resonate with every audience. But you've been doing this a long time, and it works. Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And we get a lot of interaction on the Facebook Live, uh, which is yeah. great. Um, so what, what are some other tips for people who are into podcasting in terms of, you know, what, what are some things that you've learned from doing your own and that you've learned from other podcasters that you feel are like, I, I guess you would call them best practices. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll tell you, there's no, in my mind today, there's, there's no breaking into, unless you have a huge platform, you're just, you're not breaking into you're just not breaking into the the top rankings, right? I mean, it's, right. it's like this: there's the ascending spiral mm-hmm. of you know when you have a popular show, people see you on those lists, so they listen to the show, so that keeps your show popular. More people see it, more people tune in. It keeps the show popular, and and so in other words, once you have a popular show. It's really it's tough for others to break into that mix there of, of having a popular show unless they have a huge platform, right? Right. So so it becomes a matter of discoverability of how do you get found, you know, and how do you you know how do you make this work for you and your business? And in, in my way of thinking, the answer is in terms of best practices, right. is you've got to go really really niche, right? And okay. you have to focus on what it is that your business does to to help others to, you know what really puts fire on your soul and and think about it from the standpoint of you just can't go too niche like i have a private client um who i, I guided to create her show um which is called life with herpes and oh. you know on the surface you're going oh geez you know why would anybody listen to that show well <laughs> reality is there's you know there's millions of people who suffer from that yep and there's very few people talking about it yeah so if you think about the people who would tune into that show they either have it they know someone or love someone who does right or they're in that industry right so you know it's like again it's as highly targeted as you could possibly get do you think she can enroll people into her products programs or services you know if they're suffering from that affliction you bet yeah absolutely no that sounds like a great niche because not only is it a very well identifiable niche but it sounds like a very underserved niche well it's not only under not only underserved but let me just also reiterate that and we kind of alluded to this but we'll say it outright here which is you know, podcasting is a very intimate medium, and it's also mm. a very private medium. Mm. So I don't know what you were listening to in your headphones, right? Right. In your earbuds. I, I don't right. know. So you can listen to a show like that even in public, and you don't have to be embarrassed about doing so. Right, right, right. Yeah, nobody knows what you're listening to. Wow, wonderful, yep. wonderful. That's a great tip. Thank you so much, Steve. Uh, that was very helpful. Um, uh, we're coming close, close to the end of the show. If people are interested and they want to learn more about you, about your podcast, and about the summit, once again, what are, what are the websites? Where can people go? Yeah, um, probably the best. I mean, we've covered a lot of ground here. And so we've talked about what is your what. We've talked about the New Media Summit. We've talked about uh, our show, Reinvention Radio. So probably the best place for folks to go. And there you can grab a free copy of my New York Times bestselling book, What Is Your What? Um, just just go to Steve Olsher, O-L-S-H-E-R.com. And we've got a number of free resources there, including our ultimate directory of podcasters, which gives you detailed uh-huh. contact information for 670 of the world's leading podcasters. 
Wow. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. Once again, that's Steve Olsher, S-T-E-V-E-O-L-S-H-E-R.com. And uh, yeah, there's some free resources there that people can download and take advantage of. And, and for the New Media Summit, when is that going to take place, the next one? So the next, yeah, the next New Media Summit is September 11th through the 13th in Austin, Texas. Wonderful. And they could find out all that information at newmediasummit.net. That is correct. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Steve, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to come on my show today. I really appreciate it. Sounds good. Appreciate it as well. All right. Awesome. You take care now and uh, I'm I'm not sure if I'll make the September one, but I'm definitely going to make one of your new media summits in the next year or two. All right. Sounds great. All right. Take care now. You too. All right. And thank you to all my listeners. I didn't get a chance to give shout outs to everybody tuning in. But Courtney, thank you so much for tuning in. Laurie, Harriet, Chuck, uh, Sirva, Camilla, uh, Linda, and Daquan. Thank you, Daquan, for tuning in. Appreciate it. And Courtney showing the love. Thank you. My fellow uh, radio.nyc host who has the show right before mine at 11 a.m. on Thursday. So... In case you missed it before, this is the Conscious Consultant Hour. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern. And sometimes I have a special broadcast, but not this week. And this is our last show in our our cradle, our crib, uh, here on 72nd Street. Starting next week, you're going to see a new background behind me on the Facebook Live and with all of our shows. But... Um, we still got shows for you uh, tomorrow, Friday, um, brand new shows, three live shows, Building the Blockchain, uh, Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya and Tony Martinetti, Nonprofit Radio. Make sure you tune in starting 11 a.m. tomorrow, Friday. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all on the Facebook live stream. Love you all. I'll talk to you next week. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, this is Bruce Chamoff, host of the Web Design and Technology Coach. Join me and my guests every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. as we discuss the latest in web design, social media marketing, search engine optimization, and technology. We also discuss popular topics including WordPress, making money online, better Google rankings, and more. Every month, we also feature the best unsigned music from around the world right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? 
Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. listening to the Talking Alternative Network. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.